0: Welcome to Journey with Scriptures, our daily podcast on the Bible. My name is Peter. Today we celebrate the second Sunday in Ordinary Time with the team Royal Marriage. Enjoy this episode, share it with others. God bless. The liturgy of the Word begins with the prophecy of Isaiah. The joy of returning home from the Babylonian exile quickly disappeared in front of the enormous task of rebuilding their homes, cities, and the Holy Temple. Isaiah offers encouragement. The forsaken people will become God's delight, and the desolate land will be espoused. God will complete his plan of redemption. As a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. From the prophetic words of Isaiah, we move to their fulfillment the wedding at Cana, took place on the third day. This event was preceded by four days during which the identity of Christ was slowly revealed. On the first day, John the Baptist prepares the way for the Messiah. On the second day, the Baptist points to Jesus. This is the Lamb of God. On the third day, the first disciples come and stay with Jesus. Finally, on the fourth day, we hear the confession of Nathaniel, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. John skips two days, but they can be found further in the Gospel. The fifth day contains... Jesus' discourse about the bread of life in chapter 6, and on the sixth day, our Lord enters Jerusalem to face the cross, that's in chapter 12. With its seven days, John's Gospel is designed as a story of new creation. The old creation was completed with a marriage between humanity, Adam, and life, Eve. And the creation of a new heaven and earth ends with a marriage between the Lamb of God and his bride, the new Jerusalem, as it's referred to in Revelation. The first marriage took place after the institution of the Sabbath, And the wedding at Cana takes place on the third day. It is the Sabbath of new creation, the day of Christ's resurrection, the day when our Lord revealed his glory. At Cana, Jesus takes water and changes it into wine. And at the Last Supper... He takes wine and changes it into his blood that washes away the sins of the world. Jewish legal purification rites, six stone water jars, cannot wash away sins. However, there is still a deeper meaning. We see water and blood flowing from the pierced side of Christ, symbolizing Baptism and the Eucharist. These two sacraments of Christian initiation unite us to Christ. In baptismal waters, we're being washed clean like a bride in preparation for her marriage. Then we approach the Eucharistic table to receive the kiss of the bridegroom. As it says in the Song of Songs, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. In the Gospel of John, the mother of Jesus is mentioned at the wedding of Cana and at the foot of the cross. In both cases, Jesus addresses his mother as woman, referring to Genesis 3.15. Mary is the new Eve, the mother of all the living in Christ. Unlike Eve, however, Mary is obedient to the word of God and leads others to obedience. Moreover, she intercedes On behalf of her children. In John's gospel, the wedding celebration lacks wine. In Acts, the church still awaits the Holy Spirit. In both cases, her prayer made a difference. The wedding at Cana prefigured the marriage of Christ and the church. The wine is the symbol of messianic joy. The prophets Joel and Amos speak about days that are coming during which the mountains will drip new wine. These days have arrived. The abundant supply of good wine in the gospel matches the abundant supply of the gifts of the Holy Spirit sent upon the bride by her bridegroom. The effects of the Spirit surpass that of wine. We do not waver or stagger, but are rooted in Christ. And proclaim the wonderful works of God.